Welcome to Generation Tech. I am Todd Brinker. I am joined as always with Jack Brinker. We're here to talk about tech from the perspective of two different generations and sometimes three. But today it's two. How you doing? I'm doing okay, except I don't have my headset on. I'm trying to find it. Oh, no. Well, um, okay. one, one of I, the I just located it. I'll be online with yeah. the good audio in a minute. All right. No worries. Um, one of the things that we're uh, going to talk about a little bit is Google has asked the FCC for permission to conduct secret wireless broadband testing in the 6 gigahertz spectrum in multiple cities across the United States. This is across 17 states. This is no small test. And uh, 6 gigahertz is something that might allow for, uh, for some really broadband stuff, perhaps some things tied into 5G. But it has a fairly short throw, meaning that it, you know, uh, 5G is very, or I mean, Wi-Fi is is in the five gigahertz spectrum, and it's good for you know a few hundred feet. Six six gigahertz is going to be even a little less than that. So I think what they must be trying to do is figure out if there's a way to create a mesh network using that short throw uh, spectrum. And so it'd be interesting to see what comes out of it. But right now everything's kind of hush hush. Apparently the documents were pretty heavily redacted, but that they're testing for reliable broadband connections. Any thoughts? This is a 24-month well, test. Well, I'm trying to figure out uh, what the gap they're trying, what problem they're trying to address. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there must be some additional uh, benefit. Uh, I don't know if this is, uh, uh, you know, what bit rate and all that would be. Mm -hmm. uh, nothing said about that in, the, in this uh, article, so uh, it's it's kind of uh, hidden, uh, and uh, I guess they don't want anybody to know what they're doing right now. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's some 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 uh, presumption that it may be tied into 5G or sort of vehicle to vehicle connections or Internet of Things type of things. But the issue, I think, really comes in is that that specific frequency is not going to be good for a long distance. And so it would very much have to be sort of a mesh setup with lots of little receivers and or, or transceivers to transmit and receive uh, the signal from point to point to cover an area. You know, and Yeah, my, my, my guess is it's to serve somebody who isn't served with the current system right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may have uh, characteristics that uh, that allow special uses, you know. Yeah. So well, I, it's hard. It's hard to say that you'd get really excited about this unless you're familiar with the real <laughs> overlying drive to do it. Right. Yeah. What are, what is it the end, the end goal here? I know that that um, that Google has imp interest in this, and that people like Verizon and AT and T very much want 5G to basically replace running cable out to people's houses. So they want to replace the wire in the ground for multiple reasons. Uh, one is cost. it's, it's, it's uh, lower cost on, on you know, the, the infrastructure lower cost. But the other is, is that they negotiated a deal uh, probably 10 years ago whereby it is, um, it is the limitations and taxing are different on it. And like on a wired cable connection to your house, they are not allowed legally to charge you for a X amount of data. They just give you, they can charge you for how much data you get per second, but they can't charge you to say, okay, you've, you've used your X gigabytes this month. If you want more data, you have to pay for more. They're not allowed to do that over a wire, but over a, a signal, a radio signal, they are allowed to do that, much like cell plans right now. And that's what they want. They want to be able to say, we gave you, you know, X number of bits for this month, and if you go over that bits, we want to charge you more. And so, sure. um, and so, because of that regulation that was negotiated with the federal government uh, about ten years ago, there's a real advantage for them to push hard to get everything wireless. And I think the government was kind of smart in doing this because they wanted them to build out the wireless infrastructure. That doesn't mean that they can't go and change the rules later. <laughs> yeah, as soon as everybody starts complaining about the rates. Right. Then the government you know. will step in and say, well, wait a minute. You can charge them for how yeah. much you give them 
you know, per second how fast it is, but you can't charge them for how much you're, they use. Uh, which yeah, is this, this is the thing that's been going on since they first, uh, since we first had internet. <laughs> it is. You know, it's a it's an ongoing squabble, and everybody's after the money, right? I mean, that's right. what drives the right private private enterprise, you know. Well, you know, the cable companies were very hesitant to to get into feeding becoming internet service providers because they didn't want to just be an internet service provider. They wanted to charge you all kinds of add-ons for access to HBO and access to Showtime and access to ESPN, and you had to upgrade your package to get, you know, they, they wanted to be a content provider, uh, sort of that middleman yeah. content provider, and they're finding out that lots and lots of people are going, I don't want any content from my cable company. All I want is an internet connection, and then I will get my content through an app somewhere. And that's cut them out of the loop. So now they're trying to figure out other ways to get money. And the way the cable company wants to get money is by not actually having cable. They want to do it wirelessly because they can charge you more that way. You know, so so yep. regardless yep. of how they market it to you about, oh, yeah, this is much better. You won't have to have wires. You want wires. <laughs> you really do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you know, um, at some point, and I don't know just when uh, the FCC will ever get their act together, but they're just like the telephone system when it first came out. Uh, everybody recognized that it's there's a benefit to all of society to be able to contact every building or house in the world or in America or wherever else in the world they have telephone, and and it's good for the economy and everything. And mm -hmm. but the and the internet has now uh, surpassed that in terms of two-way communications. Uh, because of its uh, other broadband capability. Uh, phones uh, are, are still useful, but, uh, but to get all that other data and all is also something that's beneficial to society. And in fact, that is our stores today, for, you know, and, and, and we're heading toward more and more uh, storefronts online it's already the primary communication and means for most people. I mean, very few people so, today think first, so pick any, up the phone and call. So anyway, the, the government's got to be thinking about utilities. Right. And, and there needs to be some utility-type structure set up for reimbursement, and they have to get permission to change the price of anything and all that. you know. And so they become just no different than the te telephone companies of old, uh, yeah, telephone the, company, the water provider. company, your electric company. These are utilities that are that are. The problem is, is most utilities are are regulated locally, and quite frankly, I don't trust my local government, much less the state or federal government, to make decisions that are best for me, in terms of the technology, because I don't think that they always understand it, and they don't understand that everybody uses it differently, and um, you know, I mean, like. Like you, well, I have often paid for a better connection than the standard connection because, to me, there's value there, whereas somebody else may not find it. And further, almost all utilities are limited to a single provider. They negotiate a deal for your city. Your city does this so that you have a single provider, which means you're stuck with that person, that company, no matter what. I, I know, but I'm just saying there's some level of service, how, however you want to define that. That be that becomes the utility. There should, there's always some going to be something that can surpass it, okay? But to to deny anybody uh, basically free access, you sort this low level of service is is a utility, mm -hmm. and and it's and it's treated that way. And you can have whatever you want beyond it, but uh, but I I think that we have to take that step as a society to do that because. Right. Uh, you know, just for example, uh, ultimately, uh, U.S. mails just don't cut it in too many places, you know. Uh, we, we have the big controversy today about voting. Uh, and I know there are people who will make the case that, that you can't have secure communications, but I'll make the case that you certainly can in a short period of time. And yeah. that's what voting is. You, nobody can catch up and find out what's going on real quickly what well, you know in a matter of a, a couple weeks of everybody voting you know right. or, or a couple days even you so know you're, you're so for I, voting I, online oh absolutely absolutely 
And there's no question in my mind I can make it absolutely secure for those that short period of time. If you're talking about long-term security, that's a totally different problem. Right. You know? I, but long enough to, to get a count and say this is it and be done with that's it. That's right. Yeah. I, I'm inclined. I mean, we all trust it to do banking online. I mean, who, who doesn't? You know, check their banking and, and, and insurance and that kind of stuff online. And most people pay their utilities online. So you're doing all kinds of commerce online. Why why mm-hmm. wouldn't you trust it then to to be able to count a vote? Um, but you know, it's because most see, people you, don't you, understand it. People understand a piece of paper, and they've had people all over the news saying, "Well, the only secure thing, the only secure thing, is a piece of paper." And it's like baloney. No, they've been cheating that's, with that's paper. The they've been cheating with paper since 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 we started voting. Yeah, and that's exactly what I would accuse anyone who said that of is, oh, you're one of the cheaters, you know? Yeah. Just come right back at them because that's basically what they they are trying to protect. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, and, so, you know, it's it's not too hard to find. I know this isn't necessarily a, a, a tech topic, but it's not too hard to find online um, some conversations about the 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 basic lies that are being said about the postal service and the funding of the postal service right now i mean at the end of july oh. a billion dollar bill was was paid or was signed by the president to fund the postal service he just doesn't want to give them more money he's like okay we've already That's funded right. them we don't need to give them more money and the the supposed letters that were sent out by the postal service weren't saying we're incapable of handling the volume of mail they were saying that because your state has a rule where somebody can register to vote four days before the election, and in one case, three days before the election, we can't get the mail to them, get it back from them, and get it into and postmarked in that time. Because yeah, they got, just want be, to make an issue of it. Because of, you, because it's, of your it's state laws. More, yeah. It's a yeah, state law issue. It's not a, it's not a post office issue. It's a state law issue. So, yeah. Yeah. There, there's, there's some, there's some, tech there that that buried in that but but that what's what's coming out of it is is you know we're being lied to by politicians imagine that oh yeah yeah politicians well, who don't tell us the truth that, that un- unfortunately that's what you might almost almost call the profession of liars you know <laughs> it is you know it's i mean sad. it's it's really sad but that's that's what it's come to yeah it really you know? has and it's 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 you know, I think that most people go into politics with with good intentions and ethics in their heart, and they just get so corrupted by the process anymore that it's 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 sad um, the way our, well, our system is run. Yeah, you you saw what happened to Tobin in the first time he ventured into the political world, just in a small yeah, segment. Yeah, I think it was yeah. just for school board, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah he, he got s- all kinds of you know, yeah. false accusations. Yeah. You, and well, it's and just, if you if you stick to your ethical guns, then then they very quickly weed you out. Even those that that are on on theoretically in your own party will go. We don't want that person around because they'll make a stand on ethics, and you know we don't want anybody making stands on ethics. You know, if you're going to make a stand on something, make it on money that we can all profit <laughs> from. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, the the whole process anyway is, is disheartening. Yeah, this is this is. Yeah, this is a good tech conversation, huh, Todd? Yeah. So anyway, back <laughs> That's to what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and, and back to the Google thing. You know, in terms of that, I mean, uh, you know, I mean, you you can't divorce the politics of the companies that are doing this from what they're trying to do, and they're, they're incentivized to do it because of because they can make more money doing wireless than they can do wired internet. It's cheaper th- for oh, them to build. Oh, that's the way it's. Yeah, it's cheaper for them to yep. build, and it's and it's um, and and they can charge more for it. So why wouldn't they do it? For them as a business, it makes perfect sense. Um, the downside is yep. is that for us as consumers, it's going to cost us more, and not necessarily give us anything more than we already had with wires in the ground, which they will stop supporting at some point because they're going to say, oh, it's there, that's old and too expensive, and so we're all going to be forced to go to a completely wireless system until the government finally steps in and says, you guys are robbing people blind we've got to stop this and so you know i mean that's yeah. the cycle and you can see it coming and it's just how long is it going to take for that all to flip yep. you know to the to the new the new well, reality you know it wasn't that many years ago when you were reading about how uh real poor third world countries had better internet systems than we had and that was because uh we were 
we started out on the internet on wired systems. You know, it was cumbersome yeah. to install it. And uh, a lot of people didn't have it because, you know, sort of uh, yeah. wasn't as advanced as it is today. But, right. but when, when it got to the point where you had radio towers that could handle internet, suddenly third world countries could do that. It was right. affordable. You know, a well, tower you, here, a tower there. You talk about you it in past tense. Team. You talk about it in past tense. There are still places, in fact, a lot of places around the world where the standard internet that most people are able to get to cheaply and easily is significantly faster and better than, than it is here in the United States. We have uh, on whole, That's right. you know, our, our internet drops to the, the, the lower third of the quality of connection that you get here in the United States compared to other places, and we pay more. Right. You know? Yeah, that's, uh, that's shocking to a lot of people when they hear that, but it's the truth, you know? Yeah, oh, it absolutely is. And it's just is. because... It, it, it's yeah. just because you, when you start something, you don't start development with the mm -hmm. with the latest uh, yeah, stuff. No. You know, I know it a, gets I, to a certain point. Yeah, yeah. Your your infrastructure is old, and I mean, it's like you know, shortly after World War II, the factories that we helped rebuild in Japan were putting out better stuff than the factories that we had here that were pre World War II, because we hadn't updated our factories right. since before World War II, because war. And then we helped them rebuild so that, that you know, we wouldn't end up with the same thing that happens after so many other wars where the loser gets uh, hammered so badly that they're, you know, a generation of people grow up hating their oppressors, right? Um, so I right. think we probably did the right thing, but, uh, you know, it, it puts puts you in a hole, technologically speaking. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's... That's the way the, the world goes round, right? You know, you, you leapfrog. And I understand, you know, that's when we have a w better wireless infrastructure and 5G is in place, you know, and it'll be something that's, you know, a decade in happening, then we'll have a better infrastructure and be able to have better Internet connections. But the way it's been structured legally in this country, we're going to pay for it. Our cost of Internet is going to continue to rise. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. it's not it's certainly not going down. And the irony is, is that today, most people who are, you know, absolutely have to rely on it and have a solid connection, even in their house, are wired in. Like the, the computer I'm talking to you now is plugged into the Internet. It is not wireless. I'm not using – I have Wi-Fi all over my house. But the computer I use to broadcast yep. from is plugged in with a wire, you know, because I don't want, yeah. don't, want, don't want my connection to be flaky in any way, shape, or form. Well, that, that's the other thing. I, I'm fully wired now. Uh, to several rooms. Uh, yeah. When I when I got AT and T, I had had you know moved in. I was in a new home where I had them add wires to connect mm -hmm. all out of my den, so I could enter you know easily transfer it to another room. Yeah. Where I had TVs and everything. So. Yeah. Well, when you've got anyway. walls open, that's the time to do it, right? When you're building a house, it's the perfect time. Or you're doing a renovation. That's when you can do right. that. And there's still advantages to having an actual wire running to things because you know there's no interference there's no um radio lapse there's no you know hey the signal isn't quite tuned for this area or it's pointing the other way or you know it's just it there's there are issues with wi-fi and with radios that there aren't with a running a wire from point a to point b and well especially if you get a whole bunch of devices on the radios you know all at the same time then it bogs mm -hmm. it down yeah the so, internet uh, of things you know the hundred or so little doodads that you've got the uh, the yep. switches and and you know if you've got a home security system it's probably on your Wi-Fi and it's using that to communicate with all of the little door sensors and window sensors so um, something to be aware of uh, you know when you're setting your house up and, and and setting up your internet is do you want that and do you want to have you know two separate networks one with all the Internet of Things on it and another one that you use for connecting your computers. And then you can set it up so that you allocate a certain amount of bandwidth to each of them so that you, you know, have a certain amount of guaranteed connectivity speed. Um, all kinds of stuff you can do there, but you have to know what you're doing and have somebody who knows what they're doing set it up for you. So, yep. you know, it's not something that's, that the yep. average person's going to think about, much less set up. Yeah. I just noticed at the bottom of the ad here, there was a there's a uh, the our article that you, we talked about uh, for that new six uh, gigahertz uh, bandwidth uh, internet. 
-hmm. that uh, there was an ad for uh, Mac Minis, uh, $100 off, lowest price ever, says it. That's because they're Intel Mac Minis that are going to be extinct soon. I think you're going to see discounts on Apple stuff, uh, a lot of Intel-based Apple stuff over the next uh, 18 months. Yeah. You know, because yeah. those who know are going to go like, well, I want the new stuff. Now, <laughs> that's presuming, of course, that when they introduce the new stuff that everybody's going to go, wow, this is wonderful, and not, huh, this doesn't work the way I thought it would. You know? Well, I'm I'm sure the transition to uh, between what you've got right now and the new stuff is not going to be perfectly smooth. Right. You know? You're going to find a piece of software that you rely on day in and day out that's not going to work the way you expect it to on the new machines because of whatever. And so there's going to be yeah. that for, you know, and that's going to happen for a good number of people. Um, that said, having having been a Mac user through the uh, transition from, I, I wasn't a user at home so much, but I supported Macs when they, when they switched from Motorola to PowerPC chips. And then I was a Mac user when they went from PowerPC chips to Intel. So I, I was uh, around Macs and used Macs during both those transitions. And it was, yeah. it was amazingly smooth. I mean, they really are good at that. They know the issues around it, and they know how to make it work well. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. we will see uh, how it goes. Uh, the last time around, their Rosetta technology, which allowed um, PowerPC software to run unaltered on an Intel chip was actually yeah. really, really impressive. And so uh, now they've got, they've announced Rosetta 2 for this time around. And I know Apple wouldn't be doing it and wouldn't even have something called that, you know, that would presumably run Intel software on, a, on, a, on their uh, chips if they didn't feel like they could do it at least in a way that was tolerable for people. I mean, it's not going to be well, that powered, that but it'll be, you know. That that, that whole Rosetta concept is based upon the fact that you have higher power uh, processors that right. you're moving to so right. that you don't notice the slowdown, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, so that, so that, so that the, the, to the end user, it just works. And, and then, yes. you know, the next time you upgrade, you'll upgrade to something that's native to that new operating system, yeah, that and, new chip. And, and, and suddenly you got this newborn speed. Wow, it's a mm -hmm. new selling point. <laughs> right. And then a few years down the line, they'll announce in, the, in, a, in a version of their operating system that, hey, we're not supporting Rosetta anymore because we don't need it. You know, because right. they, they monitor that and they'll go like, okay, there's, you know, less than 1% of people who are doing it. And those 1% can just stick with this older version if they don't, if they really need it. And, you know, but you can upgrade. Yep. Because virtually everything will get upgraded over a period of time, but they're smart. They know it doesn't happen, you know, when you flip the switch. So, uh, flip the switch to the new um, CPU. So they 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 create this Rosetta. So I expect it will probably be a pretty smooth transition, but time will tell. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, another thing I was reading about since we last talked is the uh, the new uh, SE. Uh, phone you know that's their inexpensive one uh -huh. and uh and mine, i've been thinking about a lot about that uh and my that niece i may one. make that transition i i don't use my phone uh well i do use the camera but they do have a fairly nice camera oh in it's this, still a really good camera it's about At, the same camera that was in the 10 yeah so uh anyway uh, that's what i've got now uh, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be a step back. I would just be cheaper, you know. Right. It's the same and, guts uh, and same processor and everything that that's in the 11 and the 11 Pro. Um, so, you know, so all you're giving so, up is is a and you go to a button, which in the days of masks maybe makes a lot more sense. I agree. I think it's it's hands down the best way. That that that's the first thing that got my attention. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm getting annoyed with my phone, you know. Yeah. So. Uh, I don't know what they'll give me in a trade-in, but uh, it's a trade-down, which is unusual for me. But mm -hmm. uh, I have always uh, thought that they carried the phone concept too far, but as long as they can sell them, that's fine with me. But these big screens never made sense to stick in my pocket, you know? Yeah. I want the damn phone to be smaller than my 10. I yeah. really don't like big phones. Well, you know, I had I had the 6 Plus and the 7 Plus, but when I upgraded to the 11 Pro, I went with the smaller one. Um, that was before the SE was available. Um, I would consider an SE today because for the button alone. Um, 
the face recognition is okay before COVID. With COVID, it's an annoyance. Yep. It's just an yep. annoyance. So, and, you know, and I, I anyway. get my grocery list on that. You know, when I'm at the grocery store wearing the stupid mask and I'm typing in my PIN code probably 40 times before I get to the cash register just so I could see, you know, I, my grocery I know list. what you mean. Everybody's yeah. in the same boat that's got yeah. these things. And, and, and it just suddenly, uh, because of the masks, is, has yeah. made them uh, – you know, unappealing. Yeah. About a week and a half ago, my brother-in-law, whose family has been using Android phones since smartphones became a thing, texted me and said, is the SE a good phone for your niece? And I went, "My that SE is a good phone for anybody. It has a faster processor than your brand new Google um, uh, G10 phone. <laughs> yeah. He, that, well, he, well that, since since the uh, SE came out, you know, they they upgraded uh, the uh, Android uh, system. I forgot what they call their phones, but uh, a Google phone. Uh, yeah. And uh, so that this article was comparing the two, uh, and uh, the uh, the only thing that that the Android phone was a little bit better in was for, for photography. Right. And that's uh, but all. They done. didn't have video. And, they, yeah. did, they didn't have any video. Yeah, their video so, is not very good, and their um, and all of their um, photo processing. No, their 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 video is non-existent, Todd. I've had the Google they phone. They don't. They, I've had the Google phone. They have video in it. It's just not very good. They don't do the processing as well as iPhone. So I think you're either misreading it or the person who wrote the article is incorrect. Because um, I bought oh, one and well, used that's it. What they said. I bought one and used it for a month instead of my iPhone and found it usable. Um, surprisingly, the oh. thing that I hated the most about it was the keyboard. It was really, really hard to type on um, compared to the iPhone. Mm. Um, and I missed one app, one app. But everything else I was able to get the apps for. And at the end of a month, I was like, okay, it was all right. It w didn't, you know, didn't work as well with my Macs, didn't integrate with the stuff that I use, uh, my, my, my comp other computers and my, iP my iPads and things like that. So there's reasons that I, I went back to the Apple. I prefer the Apple. But, um, but it was a good phone. It wasn't bad. But if you don't but, have internet connection, then your pictures look like garbage because all of their processing is done on Google servers instead of in the phone like on an Apple. Oh, is that right? Yep. Yep. All of that, that image processing takes place on Google servers. It's not done locally. They outsource, not outsource, but they, you know, offload from off, their, off, their computer. Offload, yeah. Yeah, they don't do much actually in the phone. Um, and so, you know, that's a design choice. Um and most places in the U.S., you're going to have, you know, a connection somewhere um, that most people use it. So, is what it is. Um, yeah. I uh, so I asked my niece um, this last weekend. I saw her and said, "Okay, so, welcome to the dark side of an iPhone in an Android family. What do you think of it?" And the first thing out of her mouth was, "The screen's kind of small," because she had had an Android phone before that had the uh, the full screen, screen. Yeah. this one has the space for the button at the bottom so the screen's a little bit smaller um, but as far as everything else goes she can now be part of group text messages with her friends on her water polo team which before she always got booted out because she was in the android the android world and now she's not and so um, and that oh, was her main motivation yeah. was i'm being excluded from conversations for on my team because i have a different phone than everybody else on the team gives you some idea how strong uh, Apple's, uh, you know, strength yeah. is, at least at a high school age water polo team in Southern California. Um, you know, when the kid feels yep. like the outcast because they've got the Android phone, um, <laughs> you know, there's some talk about peer pressure, right? Yep, so. that's the way it works. Yeah. And another topic uh, I had lately, in fact, I sent a, uh, the article to Katie was uh, identifying a lot of things that are worth a lot more than you think they are if you still have them laying around. And I recall you uh, having sent a picture of some stuff online. I, of course, I think it was software, so it doesn't really fit in here. But old devices of any kind, like mm -hmm. typewriters and yeah, early, model, er, early model uh, iPods. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and, iPods and all are big. Things a lot of mechanical things are real big. Record players are huge. If you can get an old record player that still works, that 
that's why I sent it to Katie. Now she has a record player. I don't know that it was an old record player necessarily, but yeah, it was, it's it was not a Christmas just a gift player. from probably five years or eight years ago, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, she found it interesting. Uh, I should have sent it to you too, yeah. because it had a, a number of things that were just kind of fun to to think about, you know, and how much they're worth. Sort of surprising. Uh, and I guess that's on eBay where people bid for these things. So if you advert, that's that's how, where they were, these prices were coming from, I think. Mm -hmm. So yeah. anyway, uh, you you would, were talking about some early devices that you still had, so I thought you, you might put them out there. You can always outbid them and t keep them back, you know? Or Yeah, well, I haven't posted anything like that. I'm, I haven't tried to sell it because I wanted, didn't want to go through the hassle of it. And, you know, I have a... I've been making piles, and so as I dig through stuff out of storage, I've got a pile of this goes in the trash. I've got a pile of this is something that I'm going to keep, and I've got a pile of this is something that I'm going to donate. Um, and, yeah. you know, it's possible that some of the stuff that was in the trash of the donate <laughs> pile might say I could pull it out and say, okay, I could make a fourth pile and say, and this is stuff I'm going to, you know, try to eBay and sell. But, um, you know, yeah, and that makes sense. Right? By Since the way. I'm, I'm not going to do a, a yard sale. Uh, you know, it's 108 here, so so maybe I'll, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll. Yeah, eBay. I heard about eight. Man, that's hot out there. Yeah, 120 out in, in the the desert. Uh, what's it called? Death Valley. Death Valley hit 130, highest ever recorded temperature. 130. Yeah. 130. They yeah, broke saw, a record. Saw that on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be 113 in San Bernardino today. Uh, it's only going to be 102 here in in Corona. So, yeah, it's been toasty uh, in Southern California. Uh, by the weekend, we're supposed yeah. to be back into the 90s, though, you know, re relatively tepid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we had a beautiful day the other day. We were out working on the rig, and I said, you know, how lucky could you get? It didn't get much above 80, <laughs> yeah. you know, just perfect temperature. Uh, yeah, so, you like uh, those. So we've had a mild summer up till now, though, but, you know, it's typical in Southern California where you get a couple weeks of this really high heat that doesn't go away at night. And then we should get back yeah. to, you know, autumn will start coming on here before too much longer and we'll be okay. But yeah, it's been kind of a, yeah. weather's been a bit of a pill, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, uh, I lost my train of thought. Yeah. By the way, uh, the Google five, the pixel five has not been released yet. Um, that's everything you're hearing about that is just uh, rumors at this point. The Pixel Four is that the competitor? Is that the SE competitor? There, no, um, that's that's a bigger one. Oh, you're talking about the A, the the four A or the five A? That's what they call their their kind of discounted. I had a three A, which was a, a great little camera and it shot video just fine. I have not heard anything about the five A. Again, it's not released. It usually comes out uh, a few months after the original camera is released so well um, anyway i i think i think that article i was talking about where they compared the google phone with the apple phone uh the the google phone had just come out uh, and i i assumed you could buy it but i don't know but the guy had one so he could do this com this article you know mm -hmm. so uh but that's the 4a i think is what you were talking about i do remember there was an a on it Okay, well, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, what is the A? When you, when Google puts an A on it, it's one of the, it. That means it's the um, uh, it's their discounted phone. And the 4A, I had a 3A, and it certainly shot video. If they took video out of the 4A, well, that's a mistake. I don't know about that one specifically. Um, I'm trying to look it up while we talk. But uh, anyhow, yeah. um, you know, it's you know. Corporations make decisions about what they want to do in a discounted phone. What do they cut out of the phone from others? You know, and I think that um, uh, Apple's choosing to go with one screen instead of you know three screens or two or, or a camera rather one camera instead of two or three cameras, but still give you the best processor and the best memory system and the best everything that they can uh, makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. Um, as I pointed well, out to well, my brother-in-law, that his, the, the phone he bought his daughter for $399 has a faster processor than his top-of-the-line Samsung phone. Um, 
So yeah, it's a fine phone for her. Yeah. You know, that was my point was like, yeah, that'd be a fine phone well, for you. You'd feel better with that well, phone. Well, the, 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 the rules of economics in, in electronics is very simple, is you don't make two different products when you can make one uh, of the same and just sell it in volume. Right. That, so, you know, you use the best you got in everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but even, even some companies do that, but then they go in and they, you know, they um, uh, put the same chip in, but they cancel features out of it or things like that, you know, in order to. Oh, Oh, you're right. In terms of pinouts of the devi the device, uh, there's there's controls on uh, speed, clock speed, and a few things like that. Often times, if they if they want to use those for differentiating the product, but uh, or or the amount of memory they include on the chip, that's the other one. Mm -hmm. So there there are a few variables like that, but uh, generally, you, you know, you want to use the latest and greatest technology and and not take any chance that the software might not work on one and and will on another one uh you want you want consistency so that's why you want to stick with the, with a uniform um processor across the board so yeah <clears throat> yeah no i mean there's a lot it makes a lot of sense like i said i think that that's probably the better corporate decision from my from my perspective but you know they have yeah. more information when they're making decision about their gear than you and i do and so they do what they think is the right thing and how to where do they make cut cuts you know in it like for instance their their 3a and their 4a both have plastic cases instead of uh you know milled aluminum so uh that's one place that they save some money um so yeah yeah you know is what it is the um, yep. The uh, you know it's like I'm not going to rush out to buy one. I I, uh, I I bought a three and tested it for a month and then sold it to uh, an assistant uh, coach of mine, and she's very happy with it. So. But by, by the way, one of the specs I was I didn't didn't know about until I read that article in the, in that you can go swimming with the phone. You know, it's good to three foot underwater. Mm-hmm. So. I, I don't think, you know, the phone I have doesn't have that, that kind of waterproofing. At least I don't recall it. Uh, yeah, it was so more water-resistant, but I don't think – I think the current phones are like whatever that rating is that says you can take them like, you know, three feet underwater for 30 minutes or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, I, frankly, um, I, I would never swim with a phone in my pocket. That, you know, seems ridiculous <laughs> to me. But, uh, you know, there's watches you can wear. The Apple Watch can go in the water with you and swim, and it'll track everything for you. And it's got motion sensors, and I'd be more likely to do that. Um, yeah, now, th that's what I did. When I was still doing uh, water aerobics and stuff, uh, I always wore my watch. Now, Mom didn't. She's got a little earlier model, and it was uh, n not recommended to put it in the water, although it was sort of resistant, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But... Uh, but mine was where they finally said, you know, good for three feet foot under the water. In fact, the funny thing about it is, is one time after when I was doing that, it came up on the screen and said to do something uh, to push a button and uh, while I'm out of the water and it it blows the water out. It, it, it extracts the moisture right, from the yeah. inside the case. It makes a sound I, I, and, 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 and yeah, puts water out of the speaker hole. And so you can see it yeah, spread I thought, out. Yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was fascinating. Mm -hmm. I was surprised by the by the message, and I, so I just follow the directions. Yep. Yeah. Hey, how about that? <laughs> Cleans itself out, so the speaker's clear. By the way, um, yeah. I've looked at the specs here, and the uh, 4A does shoot 4K video at 30 frames per second, and 1080p video at 30, 60, and 120 frames per second. So it shoots video just fine. Mm. So whoever, whatever article okay. I was mis misinformed. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, that just that seemed like a really odd thing to cut out to me. Um, now, what I uh, what I have read is that they don't do video processing nearly to the extent or as well as Apple does. That Apple's video is still light years ahead of everybody's. That the the you know you can de debate about who ha who takes better still pictures these days. Um, Samsung and, and Google both have pretty good video imaging uh, post processing software in that area. But that when it comes to video, Apple is hands down the best. 
terms of mm. phone, phone uh, video systems. But uh, anywho, um, so uh, you familiar with the company Anchor? They make a lot of cables and uh, power bricks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really good quality. Yeah, I really I, like I Anchor that. products. Um, Anchor has a subsidiary company called Eufy, E U F Y, and Eufy yeah. makes home stuff. So they make like a robot back that works like the Robo, um, you know, uh, uh, iRobot Roomba vacuums. They also make yeah. a security system as well as cameras, and their cameras are all uh, Apple HomeKit compliant. So you can get a $39 static or a $49 pan and scan camera that's a 2K video camera, so it's real sharp quality video camera um, that is Apple HomeKit compliant, which means that it's all encrypted communication back and forth between the device, and uh, you can use iCloud storage to store the images on and review and so I got one to, to play with and I set it up to uh, to look at the front door of my shack out back studio and uh, the reason I did that was because I have a, uh, a motion sensor that triggers a light so when I walk out in the morning and it's dark the light comes on and I can see where I'm walking as I you know walk out to my shack and um, the light kept tripping in the middle of the night I would go to bed and, and uh, you know, or I'd wake up in the bath to go to the bathroom or something at night, and I'd see this light on outside. And I'm like, what the heck is going on out there? So I set the camera yeah. there to see what it was, and I found three different things causing my light to trigger in the middle of the night. One, neighbor's yeah. cat. Neighbor's cat out on the prowl. Uh, Two, yep, cats do that. something the cat might be prowling for. There was a, 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 a rodent that went trotting <laughs> by. You know, and you figure, okay, well, that's... And then three... A much bigger rodent, a possum. Twice I had oh, wow. a possum go trotting by. Uh, I, that reminds me when 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 we lived in California, possums were common things. Uh, you know, we used to have that uh, uh, vine uh, growing right just outside our sliding door. Uh -huh. And I'll never forget the night that I came out and I just flipped on the light and suddenly I see this thing is almost in my face with his mouth wide open. Yeah, and he's he terrified. Was, he You're was, terrified. Yeah. Yeah, man, that was scary. Yeah. You know? Yeah, some sharp little toothpick teeth, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and in fact, do you remember the little baby possum that we teased that was just outside the back door of your house uh, on that sidewalk? Uh-huh. I still have a picture of that somewhere. Yeah, And yeah. in fact, I have a video of it. I took took pictures. Yeah, well, and, this and one you might be a relative. It. Yeah, I went out and got a ham uh, uh, I, um a shovel and kind of picked him up and moved him to the other side of the fence so that he right. could, so the dogs would leave him alone because he did he played possum and basically yeah. went dead into that like dormant state and kind of got that little smell yeah. that they get when they do that and yeah. so I, I scooped him up and moved him to the other side and he slowly came out of it and walked away but uh yeah, yeah he freaked <laughs> out when when the three dogs started pouncing on him uh luckily they didn't none of them got too stinky and he he got away and everybody was happy but yeah, possums. Um, yep. You know, they, they're they, they're kind of omnivores. They eat lots of stuff, um, and one of the things they eat is bugs. Lots of bugs, and so um, I'm fine to have them around yeah. eating the bugs, and as long as they don't oh, bother yeah. my dogs, and my dogs don't bother them, I make sure that I close my um, my uh, dog door at night so I don't get a possum in the house because that would be no fun. But um, <laughs> uh, I have found that they they um, I don't know if they go up in the tree and knock them down, but they do go eat. Uh, avocados if they fall to the ground and i've got an avocado tree and i've gone out there and seen oh, the, little, yeah. the little bite marks and teeth marks on it that it's clearly um and yeah. i think that's probably what he's coming back for is that and i've got some oranges and so he goes well hey there's some good fruit back there and uh you know yep. maybe if i find a bug along the way i'll eat that too and that's i'm like okay good you know they're fine yep don't yep. hurt me none so but yeah i was a little surprised oh, yeah. to see the possum so you have a pet. <laughs> yeah, I have a Give pet I didn't, didn't know I had. So. <laughs> yeah. We used to, when I was growing up on a farm, we used to have raccoons mm -hmm. that would wander in every once in a while. And we'd get all excited. Uh, but uh, I never wanted to hurt them. But they'd cr climb up in the tree. And one time, I, I 
can't remember what it was, but the guy got all excited and he fell out of the tree. Oh, no. And man, and man that made a noise. I mean, this guy was big. He must have weighed 20 pounds, somewhere between 15 and 20. Oh, yeah. Full grown, a full-grown raccoon, raccoon is so, a big animal. Yeah. And uh, he went thumping, him, but he got up and he wandered off, walked slowly for a little bit, and then, boy, he took off. <laughs> It's been a couple years, but a couple years ago, I was driving down um, uh, the road here in Corona, and it was in the morning. I mean, not not you know like daybreak morning, but it was or, you know mid morning, and I saw a raccoon and two babies, two cubs, following it, and they ducked into a rain gutter, and they were just trotting down the street. Um, yeah. So, you know, yeah, goes to yep. show. It's it's fun to see wildlife out like that. I just don't want to be out amongst the wildlife like the lady in, in the buffalo experience recently. You know, that, that's no fun. <laughs> but we have driven through uh, the uh, national, the uh, Colorado, what do they call it? Uh, some national park. Oh, Mount, Rocky Mountain National Park, mm -hmm. where there were, were buffalo out in the field. And there were people who had stopped along the road, but fortunately nobody got out. But we just watched them. But the best exhibit I have ever seen of wildlife, you know, just being out amongst us, was right in town mm -hmm. at, uh, at uh, uh, dang, uh, Estes Park, Colorado. Uh -huh. Estes I mean, you, Park. You expect coyotes, but it's sometimes other stuff you don't expect, right? Coyotes yeah, and, now, and maybe raccoons on the, on the outskirts of town digging right. in trash cans. But, but I'm talking about a herd of elk. And yeah, this was that during you the don't expect. <laughs> this was d during the rutting season, and they have this uh, uh, this old hotel. It's named after a car, which they have an old early model of that car. Uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. The but Edsel anyway, hotel. it's right downtown Estes Park, and there's this big field out to the side of that hotel, and it was full of elk, and uh, there was a number of them that had their paws. Uh, and their horns down, uh, kind of grabbing up some of the the grass and soil, you know, <laughs> and throwing it up in the air. Man, these that was the bull elk saying, "Stay away from me," you know. I got my gals here. The Stanley so he Hotel. Stanley Hotel. The Stanley Steamer was I what did they it, had. I did it. I did a search for famous hotel hotels in Estes Park. And ah, I got that's the historic, it. The historic Crags Lodge was first. And then the Stanley Hotel. Oh, and we stayed at the Craig's Lodge one night. That was a yeah. wonderful experience. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I shared with you a picture that I didn't see it, but a friend of mine uh, shared a picture of, uh, of a uh, wild beastie trotting down the street in, here in Corona a week ago. Um, it looks to be about a 150-pound wild boar. Wow. Yeah. Uh, came down now, out of the hill. So we had a fire in Corona. And this was the morning of the fire before anybody oh. really knew about it. I'm thinking that the fire had probably started and this uh, boar went, I'm heading away from fire. And even if that means I have to go around people I don't want to be around, I'm heading away from fire. And so Absolutely. my guess is that that's why the boar was trotting down the street because the corner that it's at is not that far from being up in the hills in a brush behind the city. Uh -huh. And, you know, we, we back up to National Forest. And I say forest because the term is what it's legally called, but it's very loose. It's basically scrub brush, at least for a few miles behind us before you start seeing, like, actual yeah. forest. But, uh, but yeah, this is a good-sized boar, and I can imagine if I were out jogging, that would have terrified me. You know, if I, oh, was, yeah. if I was in a car, I'd go, how cool, you know, and take a picture. But if I was out <laughs> jogging, that would have scared the daylights out of me. Well, well, two of those guys got in front of me when I was going uh, on a road that to the uh, campground at, it was an, on an army post in southern Arizona mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, it was kind of toward dusk and I just chased them down the road and then they got out into the parking lot and I kind of like played cowboy and tried to corral mm -hmm. them with the car <laughs> so yeah. they were running and dodging I had a lot of fun because I was protected but <laughs> they finally got off the, yeah. off the parking lot and uh, you know they weren't that, happy. Did you know that all of them are are invasive species? That that there that there were no pigs native to uh, the United States of any kind, and that most of them came in in the 1900s. They were brought into game preserves and then escaped. 
And so all wild boar in North America are invasive species and shouldn't be here. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that they actually eat and, and, and use resources that the natural species would otherwise use. Now, I imagine mm -hmm. that the wild boar in the hills behind me serve as a pretty good source of food for the um, mountain lions. So I just assume they have wild boar back there because otherwise, instead of seeing wild boar trotting down the street, we'd see mountain lions trotting down the street looking for dogs and yeah. cats and things that they can catch, you know? Yeah. Speak, speaking of wildlife, I just saw uh, or reposted somebody's uh, video on Facebook yesterday that uh, had there were these two antelope out fighting each other. Mm -hmm. And because they were intent on the fight, they didn't see this lion that in the picture, you can see it coming up from the rear, coming oh, wow. right at them. And basically the message was, if you fight amongst yourself, you don't see the real enemy coming. Yeah, be <laughs> and anyway, careful. One of, the, one of the antelope escaped, but the lion knocked the other one down, and that was the end of the video. Yeah. Yeah, well... So. That also goes to the old adage, right? I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I don't have yeah. to outrun the lion. I just have to outrun the other antelope. That's all I got to do. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, that's that's bad news. Bad news. So um, real quickly, I, I take it back to tech just a little bit. Those anchor cameras, um, I, I highly recommend them. Very clear video, even at night when they go to their um, – Infrared lighting, they've got lights built into them, and they switch to that automatically for night shots. So um, it looks dark to you and I, but uh, uh, it's still a pretty well-lit area, and you can see things moving around. And very clear video. I mean, I've used a variety of different uh, inexpensive home cams in the past, and these have the clearest video of any that I've seen. Um, and at uh, you know, $39 and $49 for a HomeKit-enabled secure video camera, um, I, I'm impressed with what you got for the dollar, which goes right in the line with pretty much everything I've seen from Anchor. They seem to build pretty good quality stuff and sell it at very reasonable prices. They're very competitive on price, and yet they, you know, if you compare their quality to somebody else's, generally they are as good, if not superior, to the competition. And so, um, uh, kudos to them. Yeah. If you're interested in a, uh, if anybody's interested in a. Um, uh, you know, security camera or just a video camera so you can watch the critters walk by your your uh, house at night like I did. Um, now, I will say that the camera that I used is it's designed to be an indoor camera, and I've got it outdoors. Now, it's under a, like, carport eaves and stuff, so it's fairly yeah. well protected. But it's, it's not something that I would leave out. It's not sealed. It's not designed to be weatherproof. Um, but I just wanted something temporarily to test with and to – I wanted a, a way to test it, and I also, you know, had a place outside that I wanted to see stuff. So, um, yeah, a lot of people could use it for like, hey, if you're home or if you're if you're not home, uh, you can, you know, put it on your pet and keep an eye on your pet while you're gone or something, or, or uh, you know, if you've got a, a a teen or something at home and they're supposed to be doing homework at the at the dining room table, you can point the camera at the dining room table and say, if I look at this and you're not there. Um, you know, you better be back in 30 seconds because, you know, you might be at the bathroom, but that's about all I give you. <laughs> You're supposed to be at that table yeah. doing schoolwork. <laughs> um, uh, so, you know, and then you wouldn't do that with young the only, kids. The but with teenagers, you can certainly yeah, say. The yeah, I was going to say the only camera that I had any experience with was the one that was built into the doorbell. Oh, right, the you ring. Mm -hmm. Ring. And uh, it wasn't a very good quality camera, but the real Bad, worst thing about it was is that at least theoretically the way they advertised it is that when somebody rings the doorbell you can t you know it was a way you could talk back to them let's from your device yeah real time say, uh, you know yeah real time but the delay was so bad that that didn't work yeah it was yeah by the slow. time yeah no i know your experience and i know other people have complained about that too it's like somebody comes to the doorbell rings the doorbell stands around for a little bit finally figures yeah, nobody's home and leaves and then you get notified there's somebody at the door so then you look at it and you try to respond and you look and there's a video and you can see they stood there for about 20 minutes and left but you didn't get notified till or not 20 minutes 20 seconds or so but you didn't get notified yeah. till 30 or 40 seconds later so it's like what good is that yeah 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 i'm and anyway, I didn't put it in when I moved to this place. I said that just wasn't worth doing. And the other thing is, they got three dollars a month. You know, that was a necessary thing if you're hooked up. This, 
you pay for, or I guess the uh, storage of the device uh, on their internet or something. Pay for the privilege so. of having something that didn't do as delivered or as advertised. I, yeah, right. I'm with, I'm with you. No, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, that's a pretty good picture of that boar there, by the way, that you sent me. Yeah, somebody snapped a picture of it probably from their phone just, you know, as they were at the yeah. intersection or as they passed through the intersection, snapped a picture of it. And it was like, wow. Yeah, I know exactly where that spot is. I know those those shrubs and stuff on that corner, and it's like, wow. Um, like I said, that would have <laughs> scared the daylights out of me if I'd have been, you know, without a vehicle. Um, I'd have been yeah. looking. I'd have been looking at at uh, fences of houses and seeing how I can crawl into somebody's backyard and get up over a fence away from that, because you know. Yep. That that animal has weapons in its uh, tusks and teeth, and can move faster than I can. And uh, oh, they're they're fast. Yeah, yeah, they can run. And if it decides that it it wants to come at me, there's not much I can do. So I would have been looking for a tree or a fence that I could climb over because that's the one thing it can't do very well is climb a tree or a fence. You know, opposable yep. thumbs have that over hooves every day. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a, well. I've since the coronavirus and a lot of people. Uh, not being out in the woods and stuff with a lot wildlife has come back to their into our areas now because the they don't have anybody bothering that they have to hide from so they've kind of become more brazen and I think uh, also some of the uh, uh, weather has affected that too they don't have uh -huh. food where they were right uh, depending where you are but it's interesting because here anyway. there have been a lot of people going out and doing hikes and stuff and being out, out and about um, because you can do that and be responsibly distanced from people pretty easily. And so that's the one activity that I think a lot of people have done here is, you know, hiking and, and not so much camping well, because you have to, you know, pile in with well, people most, in the camp areas. But most, most people like to be outside because you can go mask-free, although Biden wants everybody to wear them regardless, but... I, I go out and ride my motor motor scooter uh, without my mask all the time because I'm not going to get close to anybody. Right. You know? Yeah, if you're not around anybody, it, doesn't make, it seems pointless. And I've seen a lot of people, you know, as they leave the grocery store, take it off as they walk to their car. It's not like they're going to stop and chat yeah. with people in, in, in the parking lot for the most part. Um, you know, and you're outdoors and passing people, which is probably one of the safer areas to be from what we've all gathered. You know, I mean, if you're coughing and hacking and sneezing, then keep your dang mask on. But other than that, um, yeah, I mean, you gotta gotta use common sense. So, anywho, yep. Did you read that the people who are walking around with those neck gaiters pulled up over their face are actually making things worse because that that single layer of thin polyester takes what would have been large droplets that would have fallen at your feet and aerosolizes it because you're pressing it out through a thin mesh, and so now you're spraying more. And that that's actually worse for you than wearing a, a nothing or a regular mask. So they're saying, quit wearing the neck yeah. gaiters. Wear a regular mask. Get a mask. Right. And and now there's some of the better quality masks are available. But, you know, initially there weren't any. So a lot of people right. just made these cloth things, yeah. which were uncomfortable usually and and uh, not effective. Right. So, you know, uh, I found it. Anyway, I just thought. At Target, they had masks with different sizes, and they had an extra large size, which is the first time I've had a mask that doesn't bend my ears forward because it's stretched around a face that's too big for the stupid mask. You know, um, uh, I mean, it may have been great yeah. for the Asian person who made it, but um, and I say that because a lot of them were imported from China, so I'm not trying to be racist here. But this one was larger, and it actually fits my face, and so I bought a couple of them, and I'm thrilled to have masks that fit my face. Um, but like yeah. a lot of people, I don't wash them. Uh, as often as I should. I mean, quite frankly, you should probably wash it after every time you wear it, right? And I mean, if you're, well, if you're being honest. Well, mine, mine are disposable, and you're supposed to use them once and throw them away, but I right. use use them four or five times or, yeah. you know. As does everybody, right? Yep. Yeah. I did buy a package since they became available of, um, of the two-layer disposable ones that are more comfortable to wear. And, uh, and so I've got those, and I keep a couple in the car because in case you forget one or something, you know, so I put a couple amongst the cars. And, and uh, mm -hmm. um, you know, so, I mean, I, it's just common sense, you know. It's like anything else. There's, it, uh, 
yeah. of common sense, and then there's people who absolutely refuse to use common sense, and they will eventually get weaned from the herd because that's the way it works. <laughs> so, anyway, we've been going for a little over an hour. I think it's probably time to wrap it up. So, uh, thanks for joining me. You're very welcome. I enjoyed it. Yeah, we have a, a day, good day now. We're a day late, but we're not a dollar short. And uh, we will uh, try to be back next Monday for those who listen to the podcast. And uh, hope you all have a great week. Goodbye. Bye bye.